This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hey there, coffee lovers. Are you ready to take your online presence to the next level? Well, grab your favorite mug because you're in for a treat. Welcome to the Coffee with Kate, brewing business brilliance for entrepreneurs podcast, where we brew up strategies to help you stand out online. I'm your host, Kate Payne, and I'm here to ignite your digital presence and bring out the best in your business. Like you, I love coffee, but my true calling is helping entrepreneurs like you unleash their unique stories to make a lasting impact in the world and become more visible online. I'll be your guide as we delve into riveting conversations with experts, clients, and colleagues. We'll cover a wide range of topics from networking and digital marketing to social media and the latest business and personal branding trends. Consider this your all-in-one resource for online visibility. Together, we'll discover all the ways you can stand out online and make an impact in the world. So let's connect, share ideas, and learn from each other. Hey, everybody. Kate Payne here from Standing Out Online, and welcome back to my Coffee with Kate show. I'm here with my guest and friend, Betsy Clark from Coach to Strengths. Hey, Betsy. And I am super excited to have Betsy here today. We are going to be talking about your mindset today. So let me do a little bit of an introduction for you, Betsy. Um, you, you, you probably need none because a lot of the people who are going to be watching already know you. But um, Betsy uh, refers to herself, and I love this, as a mindset chaplain and also a transformation partner. So versus a transformation coach. And so... Um, I think it's really important as business owners, especially women business owners, that we really um, that we really take a look at our mindset and what it means. And I think in this day and age, we're always hearing about um, mindset and we're hearing about it in so many different ways. And I'd like to sort of pass that to you, Betsy, to talk about when we talk about mindset, what are we really thinking about? What is it that you're working on with people? Thank you, Kate. It's fun to be here with you. Everybody and their cousin is a mindset something, right? Yes. Well, there's a reason for that because your mindset matters and it's so simplistic and so complicated. And I like to simplify it in the fact that what have you set your mind to? Right. I mean, it's, it's that simple. And so are we focusing on the limiting beliefs and the conditioning that we've had our whole life? Or are we updating our operating system? You and I would not be using an operating system in our computers from 1992. Right. Right? Correct. Yep. But but most of us are still operating from the original operating system we developed when we were between five and eight years old. Yeah, conditioning, right? It's conditioning. Living someone else's answers for your life. Okay. And so it's time now to take ownership of the things that you set your mind to. Did some loving aunt grab your cheek and say, "You're oh, you're just like your uncle. You're always going to be an artist. And inside you're going, I, I want to be a race car driver. I, I don't want to be it. I don't want to be an artist. Right. But, but because that was someone of influence who mattered to us, we believe them. Oh, they know more about me than I know about myself. Right. And well, that, so, sorry, go ahead. No, go no ahead. I was gonna say that's a nice segue into, I think, because you just used that example with the race car driver. I also wanted you to share a little bit more about how you got into this. So this is a segue into like, you were an interior decorator, you know, for years before you do what you do now. So staying on that same theme about like what you might've thought you were going to be doing and what you ended up doing, um, kind of go with that. And I, cause I love how you talk about how you are as an interior decorator and how you do use that now. Okay, so I was very artistic as a young kid. So I was going to be an artist until my, and I was going to get my degree in art. And my sophomore year in college, my pottery professor said, you don't have what it takes to be an artist. And so this, this, I've earned the right to say, I want to be a race car driver, not an artist, different scenario. Yeah, right. So I took, I majored in something else. And 
my husband and I have done specialty wood and paint finishes for decades. We started doing faux finishing when everyone was still calling them fox finishing, doing the marbleizing on walls and ceilings and all of that sort of stuff. And I was riding my bike and I went over the handlebars and I broke my teeth and my hand and I got a really bad concussion. So I had to have surgery. But, you know, being involved with my husband, not only in relationship, but in business, I wanted to complete my commitment to him. And so I had to help him finish a stairwell in a school. And so I'm on a scaffolding that's two stories high. And I'm, I've, I'm very right handed. I'm blending the colors of the paint from the wall to the ceiling. And it's seamless and it's beautiful. And I'm clumsy because I've got a big cast on my hand and I drop my chip brush. So I have to schlep down this two-story scaffolding, get back up, and I got such vertigo. And I'm thinking, ooh, this is not smart. What I got, I can't put all of our eggs in one basket. I've got to diversify and do something else. I may have had a concussion, but could still use 50 cent words. (laughs) And so I decided to go. I'm going to tell a little bit more of this story because this okay. is about what power. Well, you've got a lot of people listening. We got Kathy Peak and Laura Heiserman are listening and they're going, ouch. ouch <laughs> hi, ladies. And so here's the thing is, um, I was going, I, I don't know what the next step is for me, but I've been a coach my whole life and I was coaching field hockey at a private school down here. And I was on a walk with my best friend who knew me well. And this is what powerful questions and community can do for us. We were never designed to do this alone. And she said, Bets, what's your favorite nickname? Well, I'm thinking that came out of left field. What (laughs) what does that have to do with the price of eggs? I'm having an identity crisis. And you ask me what my nickname is? What are you, what? Right. So, you know, I don't think honey bun, you know, lover lips, sweetheart, mom, squash, none of this stuff, right? The first word that came out of my mouth was coach. Wow. And I said, oh, my word. It's like I grabbed a, a live wire. It's like, that's that's my my path. Right. And so I, I actually wasn't an interior direct, uh, decorator. I was in interior design. I was a color coach. And I helped women um, stop comparing themselves to everybody else. Because what happens is, when you hire an interior design, often an uh, interior designer, oftentimes it's because you feel insecure. I, I don't know enough about color. I don't know enough to design myself out of a, a wet paper bag. So I'm going to get a designer to help me, which I think is really smart. Mm-hmm. But what happens is you get a designer to de- remodel your, your master bedroom and your bathroom. Then you have another designer who will do your kitchen. And then someone else does the family room. And your house looks like Donald Duck's house. <laughs> there's, there's no, you know, integration. Um, it just looks like a hodgepodge. Right. And so I would help these clients that go in and I talk about color. How are you going to use this room? Who are you going to be inviting? What time of day? What's the lighting going to be? What's the ambience? How do you want to feel? Creating a safe place, a safe haven in their home. Mm-hmm. So that was how I worked in interior design. And I expressed it with paint. Right. But the truth is, Kate, I'm still in interior design. Now I just use words. I, I love that when you and I met a couple of weeks ago and you said that, I was just like, that, that is such a great little personal story nugget. Like, you know, everybody, some of you who have tuned in have heard me talk ad nauseum about using a nugget of your personal story, like in your LinkedIn profile or in your web page or something, because it's a way to help people feel relatable, you know, to make a connection with you and, and feel like they can relate to you. And so I love that because it's it's so true. You did it with paint. And now you do it with, with words. Yeah. And and I've been the beneficiary of some of that. I've been doing um, uh, strengths work with Betsy over the last two to three weeks, which has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, <laughs> I, I was always reluctant to do something like this because years ago when I was in a leadership certification program, I did the Enneagram. And I liked it. It was interesting, but I just didn't resonate with it. It just didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't even remember what number I am anymore because I kept wanting to be a different number. Yeah. Yeah. But when you and I did the strengths work and we went over my, my five main strengths, 
it was a huge eye opener, not only into just me as who I am as an individual, but as an entrepreneur. And most importantly, how I can use those strengths in my work with my clients to get them the results I want for them. So um, I, I just I think it's amazing that you have that that little um, interior design with from paint to words. I think it's I think it's a gem. Thank you. Well, and what you said is um, this, the, the strengths work also works with your husband and your children and your friends and your community because we're able to, to articulate what it is that we bring to the table and what we need. Um, it changed. Can I share a personal story about my marriage? Absolutely. And did you see what Amy says? She said strengths is the best. And Laura, Laura says strengths work with Betsy has been transformational for me. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Laura. It's it's been a joy to work with these women. They're, they're just stellar women and they're making an impact in the world. And that's really the whole reason why I do what I do is I can't do this alone. Sorry. Right. For the, can you hear the airplane? I can hear the airplane, but it's not that big a deal. Don't worry. Okay, I'm, I'm the F-35 might go over here in Vermont. So who knows? <laughs> Which is why I'm wearing these. Yeah. I'm right by the Air Force Academy. So, you know. Yeah. Hi, guys. Thanks for doing your job. Um, so here's something that's really interesting about strengths, because oftentimes we lead with, oh, what's wrong with me? Right. What's wrong with me? How come I can never do anything right? And the truth of the matter is there's nothing wrong with you. Right. You don't need to be fixed. And the big joke is the only thing that needs to be fixed are stray cats and dogs. I mean, you don't need to be fixed, Kate. We just yep. need to put the mirror to your face. And so uh, a living example, and I have my husband's permission to tell the story is, um, I'm I'm an activator. I am wicked impatient. It's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Action is where it's at. Less talk, more action. Right. And so I, I was going to hire a coach. This was about five years ago. It was very expensive. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in the past, I just go, Archie, I'm going to do this and it's going to cost this and blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and his first reaction is like, what, 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 what are you doing that for? <laughs> so what I realized was my husband is high in context. I'm high in activator. So he's Mr. Slow. He needs to know the history. He knows, he needs to know where I am right now. And he needs to know what's going to go on in the future. So he has a context of a, a timeline that I don't have. Right. I'm just jump, look, think. You know, and so we have, we, it's about speed. Right. So this time I went to him and I said, Archie, I've been, this is my path in my business. And this is where I'm stuck. This is where I am right now. This is where I think this can take me. It's going to cost me this with the ROI on this ROI, my favorite word. Yeah. Um, so I, and I said, you know, think about this and tell me what you think in a couple of days, because his first reaction was always no. And I said, do you not trust me? And he was shocked. He, he was like, well, of course I trust you. Why would you say that? And I said, you always say no to me. So I mm -hmm. thought, okay, I'm going to honor him. And I take context and I'm going to approach it this way. Well, about, I don't know, 30 minutes later, he came back to me and he said, Beth, I think that's a great idea. I think you should hire her. How can I support you in that? I'm like, well, bam, that worked. <laughs> Look what Lisa just said. Yes. You and Elvis, Betsy, a little less conversation, a little more action. I wish I knew the tune behind that one, but sure. I'll, I can, want me to play my nose? I can play my nose for you, Lisa, and you can sing the words. Thanks um, for joining us, Lisa D. <laughs> but so that's the power of understanding someone's strengths because I was able to honor and respect him. And I, you know, I told that story on stage and someone came up afterward and said, that's the most manipulative thing I've ever heard. You were working your husband. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was shocked. So I went home. I was really upset with that comment. And I, right. I wanted to check in and say, Archie, did you feel manipulated that I, I worked you? And he said, no, I actually felt respected and honored because you knew me. Right. And that's the power. Can you imagine? Just imagine for a moment how that would change your marriage. I work with my, my son-in-law and my daughter-in-law. I know what their strengths are so that I can, I can guide my kids on how to right. meet in the middle based on strengths and putting the emphasis on the right syllable of what's right with their spouse as opposed to what's wrong with them. Right. And, no, and it's being a good mother-in-law, I think. It is. 
um, I, I, I think it's extraordinary. I got to tell you, I've had some, I've had some prospect calls over the last couple of weeks and my conversations have been completely different. Tell me, tell me more about that. That's fun. Well, some, I think mostly because I think when you just have this awareness and you know what your strengths are and, and then I had that fabulous, like, you know, um, the deep dive from you on what they mean. So like you get your strengths and you read the thing, but to not to go through the deep dive with you to have it really explained in an intensive um, probably wouldn't have meant as much. So I think just having more awareness, like, okay, positivity is one of my, is one of my strengths. Then, uh, you know, like I'm going to do more of that. You know what I mean? But I was also think it was making me a better listener because um, I was, I was almost, I was just honing in on the conversation differently. I think it was, I think it was a mindset shift. It was just, yeah. You know, oh, yes. Oh, well, there's a nice segue. We could go into the kaleidoscope now. Do you want, do you want to, do you want to switch gears and go into that? So, yeah, so anyway, but, that. yeah. So anyway, it was just, I think it's making me a better, a better listener because I'm really understanding what my strengths are. And the, so therefore I'm playing to those not that I wasn't before, but I just didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't right. know how to define them that way. So it was it was tremendously helpful. Well, and sometimes we feel boastful, like right, you know, or like this is what I need. I was raised not to be needy. Don't right. be a pain in the butt. You know, right. just <laughs> just go with the flow, and you know your your needs will get met eventually. Right. Well, you know what? Here's the thing is if you can confidently, oh, this is what I bring to the table. It's no brag, just fact. I mean, it what's so interesting is the more we know about ourselves, the less we have to hustle and scurry Correct. for our worthiness because it's just a knowing. Right. It isn't arrogance. It's a knowing. Wouldn't right. it be nice to be able to settle down in a conversation, knowing who you are and what you bring to the table, what you need, so that you're present and available to those that you're in community with? Exactly. So a moment ago, you said one of your favorite words, which is an acronym, was ROI. Explain. <laughs> so I love ROI and I love COI because what happens when we don't understand our strengths and who we are and um, and really play to our brilliance, mm -hmm. we play a smaller game. Right. And so, and I think this really speaks to your business. I know it speaks to mine. ROI and COI. ROI is what's the risk of invisibility? I love the risk of invisibility. COI versus basically we know ROI to be return on investment. So right. Just, yeah. Okay. And COI is cost of invisibility. Visibility, yes. So, you know, we talk about COI as cost of inaction. Well, what is it costing you to not own who you are? It's not braggadocious. It's not arrogant. It's just knowing. Mm -hmm. it, it, it settles down that Twitter paying, Twitter painting of, am I enough? Right. Am I enough? You, you're smarter than you realize. You have more strength than you understand and and how can we own our power so that we can lead with power it's power with grace mm -hmm. it's power with grace it's humility mm -hmm. humility is knowing who you are and not having to spend all their time talking about it you know what you're saying right now relates to when I work with my clients um, with their personal branding work or their LinkedIn profile or whatever, is that's how I, that's why I invite everybody to really understand what their little nugget of their personal story is, because then you're using story to help describe what you do. And you don't have to be, I do this and I do that. And I'm great at this and I'm great at that because nobody, not many people feel comfortable presenting that way. And that's what people think they have to do is to promote themselves. They have to brag and they don't. So I think what you're talking about, I think using story, I mean, there's there's always a few tools is is what can help people feel more comfortable in talking about what they do and how they can help their clients. Well, you've brought up a really interesting point. You don't feel comfortable talking about I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. Well, as the receiver, right. I don't feel comfortable with that either. I just right. feel like you're it's um we're we're entering into this comparison game. Yeah. And, and we're comparing apples to oranges. You, mm -hmm. you in your milieu are brilliant and 
you know, you're incomparable. Mm-hmm. In my milieu, I'm uncomfortable because it's my experience, my spin on strengths. I'm not the only strengths coach out there. I'm not the only mindset coach out there or a mindset partner, but I guarantee no one brings mindset chaplaincy to strengths amplification right. in a way that I do because I'm me. You right. Know, well, that's your approach and that's your style and that's your niche and that's your zone of genius. Bingo. And, you know, here's, here's the thing. You and I were laughing about this the other day. Everywhere you go, there you are. <laughs> right? Sometimes, unfortunately. <laughs> don't, don't call me on those I'm sure don't we all that. feel that way sometimes, but no, I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> but see, here's the thing is, when you enter the room, Kate, you don't know how the dynamics of the room change. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any idea how the room changes when you leave. Right. And so we are so stinking subjective about who we are. So, so with your work, people, it's like, well, that's just my story. That's, eh. yeah, that's, that's ho-hum material. No, it's new. It's juicy. It's vibrant. It's the hook that attracts your clients to do work with you because it's your uniqueness. Right. So let's take a look at sort of who's joining us right now. So we've got Lisa Danforth. We've got Kathy Peake. We've got Elizabeth Patricia Connor. Hi, Elizabeth. Um, Amy Lester and Laura Heiserman. Each one of you in your business has a specific niche thing that you do. And the way that you do that with your clients, people want to feel a connection with you. Like most of us in our business, like Kathy Peake, who's a financial advisor, people are going to want to trust her with everything that they hold dear. So when we share these components of us, when we're working with the type of people we're working with, having them understand um, our story, which helps them relate to us, is what builds trust. Yes. It's so interesting. Um, I was giving um, a reference for a friend about a potential client this morning before our call. And um, she went onto my website and read my whole story. And, and, you know, someone said, oh, yeah, well, before we talked, I, I checked your your website. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Um, that's a cynic in me. And she said, yeah, I loved your story about how you squandered your inheritance. And I'm going, well, girl, you did read my, my story. I'm not proud of that. Right. And it makes me uniquely qualified to talk to people transparently So that they can trust me. I know what it's like to have wealth. I know what it's like to not have wealth. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, money isn't everything. And in addition, it touches everything that is. It is not the most important thing. It touches everything that is. And that's a Suzanne Evans quote that, that changed how I showed up in business. Well, you know, that reminds me of the quote that you said when we were at a conference together um, this fall is um, we don't make money. We receive money. Yes. Yes. Another be- another Betsy Clarkism. Well, you know what? I I don't have any green on my fingers. You we know? need you need to make them. a book of all your Betsy gems. You've got yeah. so many. Yeah. ROI, COI, yeah. um, the interior design with with words instead of paint. I mean, you're that's why that's why you're a word nerd as you as you self-proclaim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as I am love, I, but not as good as you. I love words. I just I, I think there's such power in words. And and think about this, Kate. The words we use inform how we show up. So here's here's something that I use all the time, and it's a kaleidoscope. And so, you know, take and, and many of you on the that are listening to this right now have heard this example. But the truth of the matter is when we look through a kaleidoscope and we take a mental image of this beautiful design, the mosaics, the symmetry, the color, the light, the shapes, uh, it's just so beautiful. And you take a snapshot of that, that image. And then I ask you to take the end piece of this and turn it a quarter turn to the right. What happens? The image changes. It's completely different. The, the image changes. So right. then what happens is, what if you turn it back and try and get the original picture that you, you took in your mind's eye? Well, you can't go back because the whole picture has changed. And right. once it's changed, everything has changed. Mm-hmm. So if we think about the words we use and how we think, 
What's the impact of that? So, so much of coaching is about reframing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, okay, I'll use an example. I do a leadership branding exercise, which is the next step for you and me and our strengths work together. Mm-hmm. And so I was always told, I'm, I'm high in woo, which is winning others over. I mean, like there's, I, I never. Oh, that's what that stands for. Yeah, I no. never knew. I always thought of woo woo, nope, like nope, spiritual, well, not in a bad way, but like, okay. So woo is winning others over. I didn't know that. Others over. So it's warmth. It's, it's ice breaking. You see someone mm-hmm. trying to keep the wall up and they're, they're just, they want to blend into the wall. They're so uncomfortable in a social situation. Well, I mean, come on. I'm just attracted to them because I want to win them over and bring them into the group and be inclusive and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Well, so here's the thing. My mother used to say, you were such a chatterbox. <laughs> I well, got that too. Yeah. And so, you know, we hear, she wasn't trying to be mean, but it, it, it never sat well with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I look at having done my strengths work and reframed that woo is a strength and it's a gift. It's a talent. Right. Now I look at it as being socially versatile. Right. So the energy, do I want to show up as a six-year-old chatterbox who never shuts up and no one listens to? Or do I want to really choose my words well and meditate and chew on and own the fact that I'm socially versatile. Mm -hmm. The other one is I'm high in empathy. Oh, Betsy, you're so sensitive. Mm -hmm. Get a thicker skin, you know, you know, let it roll off your back. Well, empathy is a huge strength. So now I leverage it. I can change the environment, the texture of an environment because of my heart centered hearing. Right. Big difference between, Oh, Betsy, you are so sensitive. So that's where words matter and your mindset matter. So if you're stuck and you're not getting the results that you want to, I think you've got a one-two punch in Kate Payne and Betsy Clark. I mean, I'm not here to pitch my business, but you know what? Words, you have helped me so much in my LinkedIn profile to own that platform and to have fun in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you gave me some juicy words. Like one of the descriptors for me is a happy camper. And I'm like, bam, <laughs> that one works. Yes. I leave, I leave in 45 minutes. You should see I'm dressed in all my camping gear from the, you know, the waist down. I'm going off to go camp for, you know, 12 days with my husband. So I am a happy camper. And how inviting is that to have that on my business profile? Are you kidding me? But authenticity and being genuine in the marketplace is so important. It's the foundation as far as I'm concerned. It really is. And that's, it is about trust and it is about authenticity. And it's, you know, Bob Berg, who's a well-known author and art marketer talks about the no like, and trust factor. And the quote that he's famous for saying is people want to do business with and refer business to people they know, like, and trust. Sometimes I'll get the occasional client who, when I talk about like using story in their about section, they'll say, no one cares about my story. They just want to know what I'm going to do with you or do for you. And um, I'm like, well, okay, maybe your industry is not going to care as much about that. However, comma, I'm talking about a nugget of your story. I'm not talking multiple paragraphs because it's a, it's going to be different. If somebody goes and looks for you um, online and they get all these sort of generic vanilla LinkedIn profiles or, or, or web pages or whatever. But if they see something that shares that inner piece of who you are and why you do what you do, then there's something that just goes off in the brain that says, I'm intrigued. I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. And that is where there's opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, let's, let's shift gears here a little bit. Cause I want to talk about more about comparison. Cause you brought that up, but first I'd like to put out to anybody who is watching. First of all, we thank you for being here. Um, Trisha Turpinoff is here as well. Hello, Trisha. Hey, T. Um, and um, so if anybody has any questions for Betsy, please put them in the chat and we will, we will answer them live here. We're still going to be on for a little while longer. Um, I'm going to hold Betsy from going off on vacation as long as I can. <laughs> Because I'm really jealous. Um, and um, well, that was very nice of you, Lisa. Thank you very much um, for saying that. I appreciate that. So if anybody has any questions for, for Betsy, please put them in the chat. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, 
the comparison piece. We talked about this when we prepped. And um, what you said to me yesterday is about this. This is, I think, I really want this to be a takeaway for everybody today. So talk about when you talk about comparison, what, it, what are you referring to? Set the scene for us. So I love the Roosevelt quotes there. I think they're juicy. They were wordsmiths. And Teddy Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. And one of the things that I see holding women back in business is comparison. And some people will even go so far as to call it the imposter syndrome. I think they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, but comparison is no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That's Eleanor Roosevelt. And so here's the deal is we give our consent when we compare the worst we know of ourselves to the best we presume of someone else. My friend, that's a setup. Yeah. <laughs> we compare our behind the scenes with someone else's highlight reels. And, and I have to be really I love honest. that you use the term highlight reels. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's so, that is such a great visual and it's so true. Well, okay. So I'm just going to get really personal here. Okay. I've, I've lost three friends to suicide in the last year. Oh, and sorry. if you looked on their Facebook page, and this is not a slam on Facebook, you would never have seen this coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And because because that's the highlight reel. We all do it. It's the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have a new grandson and you know what? I just show the pictures of him grinning with this little toothless grin. But I don't show the pictures of him screaming his head off when I can't settle him. Right. You know, so. Right. So we we don't have a real idea of what someone we can never guess what's going on behind the scenes for someone else. And, and here's where it gets dangerous is when we, um, I've been an entrepreneur for 43 years. And so you compare your beginning, your fledgling idea, your beginning business with my senior successes. That's mm-hmm. not fair. Right. It's always a setup. And, you know, here, here's the thing we assume, and here's a, a Betsyism, mm-hmm. it's called a suicide. Really, we Mm -hmm. shut down truth, intimacy, and connection when we make assumptions. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. And so, you know, we all have our stuff. I got my stuff. Yep. You got your stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Welcome to humanity. But the issue is, isn't our stuff, it's the impact. And that's why as a coach and a partner and a chaplain, I feel like I'm very uniquely qualified to support women to move forward because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into your past. I'm not a therapist, right? I love therapists. I pay handsomely for a therapist and I'm not going to go in your past. I'm going to take you right as you are here today and meet you here and, and find out what do you want to see going forward and how can we do that in a way that's effortless, that has ease and dignity and grace mm-hmm. based on who you are, not who I am. Right. Betsy, we've got a really great question here from Lisa. Uh, Betsy, I completed my Clifton Strengths Finder many years ago. Do our strengths change over the years? What an interesting question. I wondered yeah, about that a great with question. like Myers Briggs and Enneagram. Is that, you know, so based specific to Clifton Strengths, um, what's, what's the, how would you answer that? Well, thank you, Lisa. Um, Gallup suggests that you go with the original because there can be some biases in how you take the assessment even over years later. We've taken a lot of assessments over the years and we've become a little bit more savvy. Um, And so I trust the first take on that. Here's the thing is you have a gazillion talents. They're inherent in who you are. And that I would, I call those your being. It's your soul your talents, their unexpressed strengths, so that when we put skill, knowledge, and experience on those talents, which are inherently who you are, your um, your spiritual DNA is kind of how I look at it, mm-hmm. and you put wheels on that through that skills, knowledge, and, and experience, it becomes a strength. It becomes expressed. It becomes your doing. 
So instead of your role or your soul, it becomes your role. Mm -hmm. So it's, it doesn't change over time. So here's where it can get wonky because most people just take the, the top five strengths assessment. And that's what I recommend in the beginning because it can be overwhelming if you know too much. Right. So let's, let's work with the top five and, and really dial those in and then we move on. Mm -hmm. So Lisa, to get to your point, um, I didn't, I am a rule breaker. Oh, gee, what a shock. Um, so wait, wait what home alone? <laughs> That's a real live emoji. <laughs> I know. Isn't that surprising? So what happened was I took the assessment and then I went and got certified. And so my top five looked different. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened was when I became um, certified, I got my full 34. So the, the positioning from my first assessment to my second assessment looked, looked different. But when I looked at my top 10, it was all in there. So it, it, I didn't change, right. but if I had just gone with the top five between those two assessments, it would have looked like, well, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. I can't change that much. Right. You don't. It's, right. it's, um, it's just a nuance of digging a little deeper. So I hope okay. that answers your question, Lisa. Thank you for that, Betsy. I've got a couple other things here. So I, uh, Kathy just said a suicide. Good one. It is the death of something. Bingo. Um, and um, our friend Terry weighed in. So thank you for being here, Terry. And Elizabeth Patricia has a question. Um, I keep hearing about superpowers. What's your take on that? Oh, oh I love I, that one. I, I might even weigh in on that when you're done. Okay, well, go first. <laughs> Um, when I talk about superpowers, I think partly what I love about using that term is that like what I used to talk about, especially for, in the context of people talking about their skills on LinkedIn. OK, so let's just put it in the context of like, what do you what are your skills that you want to put out there? And we talk about skill sets, talents, being a subject matter expert, maybe even using a term that I don't love, but it's out there as thought leader. Um, <laughs> I just you know, I just. Um, these buzzwords come up in, in, in marketing and all of that's just kind of the nature of the beast. But superpowers for me felt like a visual, like, um, you know, maybe for you, you might imagine, you know, Wonder Woman, like the, you know, the power pose or person in a cape or something like that. I feel like when you say superpowers, at least for me, it's like really finding that thing that is your zone of genius. So, you know, for me, it's um, helping people with their brand and their story. Like that's my zone of my zone of genius. So that's my superpower. So I just like it because I think it's I think it's um, interesting. I think it's appropriate and I think it's a little fun. So it's a little playful. And I like it when you can mix those. So that's kind of my take on it. What's yours? Well, so I, I'm I'm a closet um, cartoonist. So I love the idea of superpower. So here's, I'm going to put a spin on it. If you don't know what, if you're going to take the, the, I think of Superman, right? Yeah. So if you don't know what your superpowers are, you don't know what your kryptonite is. Ooh. Oh, another good, Betsy, you need to do a book of all of these. But that's tweetable, you know? Yes, it is. Um, They're almost, everything you say is tweetable. <laughs> And that's a compliment. Thank you. But see, the thing is that if I see women, I don't work with, with men all that often, but we're so scattered. We're trying to be everything to everybody. We're supposed to be well-rounded. Like, have you ever looked at what well-rounded is? It's like us doing this. We're squeezing the life force out of those things because we don't know what to do differently. Right, right. But so when we take our strengths and you you look at these gnarly hands and each one of my fingers is one of your top five strengths. And in the day, it would look more like a star. But this is where your brilliance lies. This is where your superpower is, right? So then Kate comes with her top five. And we leverage this or with Terry or with Trisha, or the people that I work with that are on my team. When we bring our brilliance and our superpowers together, we go like this and it becomes like these, these wheels, the cogs of a wheel. We can move something bigger. And that's where the power lies. When we come in and we collaborate and we stop comparing ourselves, which leads to comparison, or we stop comparing ourselves, which leads to competition. Then we got all these super heroes that are out doing great and marvelous things. Amy Cuddy has this great TED talk 
And she talks about let your body inform your mind. Well, I think that I, my whole quest is to marry your head, heart, and your body. Right. I think we need to take a holistic approach. So when I go and right before an interview, I mean, like Kate was going, are you going to sit like that in the interview? And I like, I sit like this, like I try and take up as much space as I possibly can before an interview to just inform myself that I'm, I'm large and in charge and for the moment, because they did studies your, your um, hormones change when you start, you know, skulking in like this. Right. And right. people would sit in chairs waiting for an interview and they'd be hunched over. And they'd, they'd be hunched over. over and then their, they would be shrinking almost. And you're shrinking. So that mm -hmm. gets to be the cost of invisibility of like playing a smaller game. That's why I use that phrase, that phrase because right. I think it's really important. So before I did main stage for E Women Network, I went into the bathroom and I did the power pose. I do it too. My ceiling. <laughs> you know, one time I did that. And this was before I numbered my papers on my speeches. It was so embarrassing. I'm in the bathroom and I go, and I do the power pose and I let go of the papers. Oh no. And they all they just went in different orders. <laughs> it's like, Betsy, you're on. So I'm grabbing up my papers in the bathroom and I'm like, oh no. So here's the thing about being transparent. And I think this is what you bring to helping people in their marketing and their branding is be real because mm -hmm. I could have gone out and I could have faked it with those women who I was going to speak to, but you either ride it or you hide it. So mm -hmm. I walked out there and I said, well, this is going to be an interesting talk because all my papers are out of order, just like me. <laughs> Well, they all laughed. And, and they all laughed, they could relate because you were they real. Relate. So right. while they're laughing and they're nudging each other, and then I said, so tell someone, you know, when that's happened to you. And I'm quickly scaring. I got my papers in order. You know who else is really good at that is Sandra Yancey, you know, CEO of, of eWomen Network. She's because yeah. she can go out to her conference and it's all polished and it's beautiful and it's all well produced and it's all put together. And she has so many gems. But when she flubs up, she's similar that way too. And then it makes everybody in the room laugh. And I think that's why everybody respects her so much is because she's she makes herself accessible that way. When you're being real, people people just are going to, like, it's like a magnet. They're just going to, some people might not, but you know what? Then those people probably aren't the people you want in your tribe or the people you want as clients. But most people are going to be like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Somebody is being fresh and real. Okay, so let's talk about what happened 50 minutes ago. Okay. Oh, when you're I, when the, the, when the, when the, when the, the and it still didn't LinkedIn. work in the way I got another message. Link, something's wrong with LinkedIn. It's a LinkedIn glitch. So we're on hey. Facebook personal and Facebook business. Here we are. We got but, a lot of people. <laughs> but, but here's the deal is you could have hidden that and then you know, we would have lost you for the first 10 minutes. You wouldn't have been present. This is a really power. This might be the whole reason that we're having this conversation today. Mm -hmm. There is such power in being present. Yes. So here's a little trick um, for all of you that have not gone through coach training. I, I throw this one in for free. It's called bracketing. And so it's sort of like um, bookends. So I told you I, I'd lost three friends to suicide. One of them was a long drawn out. It was my best friend. And there was, it was, my life was a goat rodeo. And in the middle of that, we got robbed and I got shot at. And so there was a lot of stuff going on in my life. And I was feeling pretty traumatized by things that were out of my control. Mm -hmm. And so here's what I do is I say, okay, I'm feeling triggered. I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm feeling, I, you know, I name the emotion and then I say, okay, I I'm here right now. I have this call. My client needs me to be present. That's what I've offered that client. I can deal with that later. Right. I don't have to be bogged down by that in the moment. And so you know, that's one of the ways to be present is mm -hmm. it doesn't mean ignore what's going on. Just say, not now. Right. Later. Right. I mean, I went and had to babysit with my, my grandson yesterday. I'm leaving. I got so many deadlines yesterday and I did a Facebook live about how to, you know, be productive and all of that sort of stuff. But you know what? 
when I was with my little Jambone, I got to tell you, he got all of me. And what happened was I came in to the rest of my night. I mean, I went to bed late. I got everything done and I did it joyfully mm -hmm. because I took time to bracket and be present. And so that's the challenge as we go into the holidays. How do you bracket and how do you stay present? Yeah, I, I, I love that. Um, Kathy, so going back to the super, uh, the super power or the superhero, Kathy Peake asked, um, you know, what you were saying it was so good, but is Superman still Superman when he takes his cape off? Is Superman still who is still Superman when he takes his cape off? Um, it's an interesting question. Yeah, that's a good, I think he is. I yeah, think I think he is. is. I think he is because, too, because, because his human piece of Clark Kent is still part of his values and who he is in, in his integrity. So when I look at, um, I, I wish it weren't across my, my office, but I use um, a diamond or rubies as a visual. We are multifaceted. We have multi-faces. I am not the same with my friend Kate Payne as I am with my husband. You should be glad for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't go there. Um, okay. But, and I'm very different with my children than I am with my grandson. Right. But does that mean I'm, I'm no longer Wonder Woman? Honestly, I really am very much Wonder Woman. Everyone's going, I wonder what she's going to say now. So that's why I'm always Wonder Woman. Well, that is very true. <laughs> All right. So we're kind of winding down here and I want Betsy to get on her vacation. Does anybody else have any other questions um, for, for Betsy today? I, I just, I, every time I get off a call with you, whether it's personal or even this, I just feel joy because um, I love your perspective and your outlook. Um, I love the way you reframe things. It's, it's so um, it resonates with me. It it's it's so interesting. It fascinates me, and it makes me think. And I think that's always a good thing. I love that. So my question to you is, Kate, when we get off conversation, do you feel like you've married your head to your heart more than you did prior to our conversation? Oh, oh, without question, absolutely. So that's um, peace. It's the holistic peace. I'm not unaware of what's going on out in the real world. But the truth of the matter is, John Gordon said, what do faith and fear have in common? Mm -hmm. The answer is they both believe in a future that hasn't happened yet. Wow. Yeah. And that's the flavor I want to leave in people's mouths right now. Control what you can control. It's the whole thing about the serenity prayer. Give us the wisdom to know the difference. What can I control? What can I not? We all have our stuff. It's about the impact. And take control and ownership of those things that you've been handled. You've been handed. Those are for you to, um, to manage. Right. You're not going to always do it perfectly. But what if the standard is most excellent? Well, Kathy just asked this question, which is very relevant to what you just said. How do you deal with people who trigger you during the holidays or other triggers? Oh, I just did a Facebook Live on my um, Circle of Trust Facebook page. Okay. I have a whole handout on seven tips on how to handle people who trigger you. Um, and unfortunately, I do need to leave in yeah, right. seven minutes. Right. Um, so Kat, I don't know, Kate, how do we, can we get that handout put out? On, um, is on Kathy Facebook? in your circle of trust group? Yep. Do you know? Yep, okay. Yep. So Kathy, hopefully that, that would help you. And um, Lisa wants to know who said the quote you just mentioned. What quote? It well, just fell out of my mouth. I don't it, know. Um, About faith and fear? Perhaps. That's Kathy John. said she'll go to the group and see it there. Okay, okay. Kathy. Um, um, and, and that's so, John Gordon. That's okay. John Gordon. All right. And then um, Lisa also wants to know where you're going on vacay. I am going to New Mexico and Arizona. We're going to wildlife um, refuges and we're taking our dogs. I'm seeing two old friends that I used to do open studio with, that I used to sing with, do oh, art with. We're going to go. Um, to Tucson and we're going to just take photographs of all the animals and get lost in the desert and and your camper in my camper with my favorite redhead and my dogs 
And I've just, I've cleaned my house within an inch of its life for the people that are staying here. So I come home to a clean house and then I just jump right into the holidays. So life is good. And I am a most fortunate woman. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I think that's probably a wonderful um, way to, uh, to end. And I'm trying to figure out how to get Lisa's, um, uh, where are you going on vacation? I'm trying to, there we go. <laughs> little technical glitches here and there. Well, anyway, Betsy, I wish you a wonderful vacation with Archie. Um, thank you so much for making time to be with us today. I would love to have you on again sometime. I, I would love to be on again. You have so much, so many wonderful things to share. And, and maybe what we could do is even set up an Ask Me Anything session where we oh. promote it out there so that people could show up and just ask ask questions about things. And we could you know, have a little bit of an, a, an agenda for topic. But um, I think sometimes people love and ask me anything where they can show up. So if, if people um, think that would be a fun thing to do, maybe that's something we can do in the new in the new year. I'd love it, Kate. I, I so enjoy um, hanging with you. And I think that we bring very similar but completely different things to the marketplace. And the desire is to help build in and pour into women so that they can go out and be the leaders that they are called to be. Yes. I think that's a wonderful point to finish on. And let's let's toast to that. So here we go. Thank All right, Kate Clark. So thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Your journey to online visibility and personal branding success is just beginning. If you're ready to take it to the next level, I have something really special for you. I'm offering a complimentary discovery call exclusively to our listeners. This personalized session is your chance to ask questions and gain insights on your personal branding efforts or even your LinkedIn marketing strategies. I've also prepared a free ebook titled Telling Your Story, Tips to Discover What Sets You Apart. It's packed with tips and tricks to help you identify your own compelling slice of life story. This resource will empower you to craft a narrative that captivates your audience and sets you apart from the competition. To schedule your free discovery call or to access the Telling Your Story ebook, simply click the links in the podcast description below.